I'm a fireball. Back here on After Hours, 913-586-7610. You're going to need to know that number if you want to have a fun little conversation. Is this, uh, is this Pitbull? Pitbull. All right, nailed it. Don't listen to him, but I know that voice. They all sound the same. Yeah. All of his songs. Uh-huh. He looks like uh, Jason Barrett, who does a lot of sports radio columnist stuff. Uh, they look like identical people. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I, uh, I'm enjoying this evening. It's, it always goes by fast. 10-0, Washington over Oregon. KU will start here in a little bit. There's still six minutes in the game uh, prior uh, to the KU-UConn game. That game will probably start at like 8.30, so we'll get to see most of it when we leave. You can listen to this station, which will give you Sports Talk Radio. They'll give you a bunch of, on the other side, boring pregame stuff that you don't need to hear, right? You don't want to hear that. The hell with that. Uh, but let's get into it, the uh, out-of-left-field question. Out of left field question tonight, if you want to, you know, participate. It's always fun when we get different uh, responses. Tonight's out of left field question comes from Uber Facts. We gave it to you before the break. I'll give it to you again. If you had the power to erase one thing from its existence and replace it with something of your choosing, what would you wipe out slash replace? 913-586-7610. Nathan, I do it every night. I give you the option, the producer, to go first, or you can pass, and I'll go first. What's up to you? How you want to do this? I'll go first because I'm okay. probably going to – this is, like, weird how much I care about this. I love and it. And, you know, I, yes, I'd love to get rid of war and get rid of taxes and get rid of poverty. And I, sure. You know, I – Yes, this it's is like not a Miss the, USA this question. Is, this is not my least <laughs> favorite thing in the world. Okay, right. I would get rid of Crocs. Really? What do they do to I you? I have a vendetta against man. I because you're you're, have, you're too old now. I have family members that wear them, mm-hmm. friends that wear them, ex girlfriends that wore them. Mm. I can't stand them. They look ugly. People put little little gadgets in them. Yeah, they feel weird. And I've seen I've seen like reports, and I don't claim to be a doctor. Mm. I've seen reports that doctors say like you. Since it doesn't secure your heel, you like crunch your toes in there oh. and it hurts your foot and it changes your posture. Mm-hmm. I'd replace them with, and I don't claim to be a fashionable, you know, okay. anything like that. I'd replace them with any other shoe that looks better or is more functional. You got rid a, of Crocs. You got an issue with Crocs. I got an issue with Crocs. You need to have an issue with Post Malone. You yeah. got a problem with Post, dude. Oh, I like Post Malone. Well, I think man. he brought the Crocs to fruition. I think since he started wearing them, everybody started wearing them. Well, they were a thing when I was, I mean, this, this is, mm-hmm. they came back. Yeah. It's not a new thing. Otherwise, yeah, I'd have beef with Post, but mm-hmm. I love you, Post. Yeah. I think if I could get rid of something and replace it with something else, I would get rid of mosquitoes, and I would replace them with more flowers. I, uh, I say this because I am a... I think I have thick skin. I don't get offended very easily. Um, some people might disagree, but... I feel like I am like a cesspool for mosquitoes. And the reason being is that it's my own damn fault. I love patios. I love warm weather. I love sitting outside having a cocktail. If I had a lady, I would, you know, really be able to entertain on a patio, playing music, having tiki torches lit, having a cooler out there so you don't have to get up and go in the house. It's all there for you. Very fun to hang out with. Mosquitoes make that very unfun because you don't know you're getting bit until the next morning. Now, maybe some people can feel it like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting eaten alive out here. I hate the off spray smell. 
I don't like that kind of stuff. And we don't have enough flowers, man. Like, you get tulips for like two weeks and they're gone. Let's get mosquitoes the hell out of here. I hate, I hate the, whether you're at a concert or whatever mm. you're doing, and there's, it's always in my mind in the summer, like, dude, if you sit down in the grass, you're going to hate yourself when you wake up. Yeah. I wake up, I, dude, that's a great answer. Get rid of mosquitoes. They got to go, man. I hate them. From the 913, I would get rid of daylight savings time, and I'd have daylight until 9 p.m. every day. Good answer. Yeah, as an avid golfer, I would love that. Because then I could just have a tea time at 5 o'clock when I know no one's out there. Because there's nothing worse than in the summertime or in the later summer when you get a tea time at like 4. And you think, all right, everybody's out. Everybody teed off earlier. We're going to tee off. Slow group in front of you because everybody else had the same idea. Love the 9 p.m. light changing every single night. Same number has a different answer as well. Aggressive drivers with chipmunks. Somebody says, get rid of taxes and replace it with free health care. Run for office. That's something you would see at like a at a RNC or a DNC, right? Politicians going up there, getting getting heavy fisted, you know. That sounds weird to say out loud, but you know, you know what I mean? Like slamming their fist on the podium. I would get rid of taxes and I would replace it with free health care. You gotta end Applaud. with like a, a point into the camera. Yeah. Now the text line is full of get rid of taxes. Yeah. Somebody says from the 913, no, what you'd want to get rid of is standard time. Daylight savings time when it's light out in the evening still is what just ended a couple weeks ago. Thank you for the clarity there. I didn't come up with that. That was somebody else's. Uh, This one I really enjoy from the 816. I would get rid of multi-stall bathrooms and replace them with individual bathrooms because you got to have privacy. I couldn't agree more with this from someone who can openly admit that I'm very pee shy. I blame the troughs of Arrowhead of being seven years old back in the day and have to stand next to Frank the Tank, who's just letting it hang, and I have to look eye level and be like, this is very disturbing. I'm on my tippy toes. He's just hanging brain right next to yeah, me, and like I don't those, understand it. You're like those kids on the, the It's a Small World, right? Yeah. You're just going home traumatized. Disgusting. And I went to a concert this summer. I went and saw the Turnpike Troubadours, great band, and at Bonner Springs, man, it is just stalls and there's about four inches between you and the next guy and then there was just one little private stall and i was in here like a third base coach just like telling people go ahead go ahead go ahead they're like oh what do you gotta do number two none of your business but if you want to know i can't pee next to another grown man it just nothing will come out i lock up i freeze and then you have to lie and you have to be like then the guy next to you's like i know you didn't pee you're like i know I'll go back around. Also, just like sitting in a stall with someone in the stall next to you. Yeah. Get rid of Lee Summit and replace it with a second independence. You're Lock blocked. it up. You're blocked. Lock it up. You don't need that, 816. Lock it up. Lee Summit's a beautiful town. Dusty, you have O plus blood. It's mosquito nectar. Live in Arizona or Las Vegas, no mosquitoes. I love Arizona. I've been to Arizona twice. I was telling a friend of mine the other day that I'd love to have a timeshare in Arizona because I'd go there now. I don't want to really live there in the summer. Way too hot. Way too hot. You're aging yourself. You're talking about walk your Walkman radio. Mm-hmm. You, you ready to retire to Arizona? Oh, I'd love it, man. I'd play golf. I'd go out there and find Paige Moranic. Well, hey. We don't, we don't, so you'd replace mosquitoes with just Paige Moranic? Yes. Could you imagine that? Just every time you go outside, you get bit by a Paige Moranic. 
Hell yeah. Oh, man, on the calf? Not again. <laughs> oh. For the record, I do live in Lee Summit, but grew up in Independence and knew it would get under dusty, thin skin. No, nah, no, nah, just, you know, we're, we're having fun. I just, I love that town. Lee Summit's great. I also live within walking distance of the downtown district, so I'm very heavily biased. Uh, and then somebody from the 816, Lee Summit is phenomenal. 100%. I'll be out there tomorrow night. Libations, good cocktail lounge, a little semi-speakeasy. I was there for the first time a few weeks ago. Libations? Yeah. Oh, dude, what'd you get? I couldn't tell you. There's a uh, lot to choose from They there. have a really good cocktail called the Corpse Revival. It's like a gin cocktail. Fantastic. They make a great dirty oh. martini. They make a very good Paloma. Both of our... The cocktails we had were like revolver themed, like mm. like uh, Western gun sort of themed. I couldn't okay. tell you what they were called. And Libations has not paid either of us, but it's a cool place. Yeah, I would love for them to sponsor me. Yeah. This cocktail hour on After Hours is sponsored by Libations. Uh, no, great ownership, great place. I love that kind of place. Somebody said, I'll be drunk at Stewie's. I'll probably run into you. Can we replace Independence with another Lee Summit coming from the Independent resident? Yes, we can. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? I did see, maybe this is too much of my own skin getting out there, but I did get kind of in trouble. Not in trouble, but Blue Springs Chamber of Commerce a few years back was talking about how they were going to have a town hall meeting or whatnot of whatever. And I spoke on Twitter and I was like, you know what you really should do is you should try to develop your downtown similar to what Lee Summits looks like because then maybe people would actually stay in Blue Springs. I just saw a thing the other night on TV that they're going to do or they're trying to pass a law. Maybe I, I don't know the full semantics of it, but now Blue Springs is trying to revent their downtown area. Well, they've been trying to do that my entire life. I yeah. grew up in Blue Springs also nice. and moved away. Uh, yeah, the downtown has always been a saw. You know, you can really get under somebody's skin in Blue Springs for criticizing the, the downtown. And yeah. there are they there are some good spots nowadays. Yeah, they got a good little uh, family-owned operated place called Brewer's Sports Bar. I love Brewer's. Great place. They have a good loaded tots uh, option. They have a Brewer's sauce that's fantastic. Uh, they have a dive bar called The Keg. I used to go there and play shuffleboard with some old dudes. Come out smelling like an ashtray. I think it's like the only bar in the world that still allows smoking. Um, I would replace uh, the doors at Quick Trip with automatic doors. You listened to the show last night. Much appreciated. Um... Somebody said I would get rid of Madison Bumgarner in 2014. What would you replace it with? <laughs> like a Royals World Series win? Um, yeah. Only positive independence is they're getting Google Fiber in 2024. Aren't they going to be on Cops 2 or something like that? Uh, yeah. They One filmed, of those shows? They filmed Cops uh, in Independence, so it should give them at least three, I don't know, three seasons of content. Shout out Independence, man. Get rid of eight-hour workdays and replace them with 10-hour workdays. I'm a big fan of that. As someone who has had parents that had different schedules in those sort of reigns, um, I was one of those guys where I grew up and I was like, I would love to work four 10-hour shifts a week and have the Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Because at my other job uh, during COVID, we had to do that because of uh, guidelines. You had to have two separate teams in restaurants. That way, if there was like a breakout, you knew it was within those certain amount of people. Right. And my schedule was Monday through Thursday, 10-hour days. And that's when the, the, what, the checks were going through there. Everybody was making, like, certain companies would, like, up the wage. We were making, like, $20 an hour for 40 hours a week, cashing $800 checks, couldn't go out, couldn't spend money. 
We're rolling the dough, Stacking man. It up. Oh, I, yeah. I will, yeah, let's give Independence some flowers here. They went to the four-day school week yeah. this year. They cut Mondays off, I think. Love it. Um, so pioneers for the for the Missouri side of the metro, that's for sure. Hey, Dusty, did you go to Blue Springs South or Blue Springs North? I went to Blue Springs. There's yeah, no North. It's just Blue Springs. You're going to be blocked as well. Yeah, just Blue Springs. It's not North. I didn't go to Blue. I, I, I did go to Blue Springs. I would replace all vegetables with crab rangoon. Fair enough. Love me some goons, man. I love me a crab rangoon. You know the trick to eating crab rangoon is, right? You open it up like a flower, and then you break off the crunchy corners, and you dip that into the cream cheese. Yeah, you take, you like, like, like little... each each little piece by itself. Mm-hmm. and I would get rid of Ticketmaster and replace it with non-hike services that makes concerts attainable. No kidding. Can we replace the current driver's license system where people have to be listed, tested every 15 years? Get a license at 16 and never have to retake currently. Dumb. Replace all lame music with the 1975 songs. Praise God. Good answer. Less hate, more love. You know that. Uh, I did have a persuasive speech in college when I took uh, speech, uh, whatever the number was after it, like 1431. And I said I had a persuasive speech that once you got to the age of 55, every five years, you had to take a driving test. Nothing mad about older people. It's just like sometimes you forget. And that's the hardest thing to do with an older family member is like have that conversation with them. Hey, Mm -hmm. maybe you shouldn't, you know, let the government do that for you. Yeah, they've got it easy when it comes to driving. They get to skip the line in Lee Summit. I found this out. Mm. Because I went to Lee Summit DMV not too long ago to get a a brand new license. They don't do that in Independence. Nope. But that is a better DMV to go to because it's never busy. They always tell you if you grew up in the metro, Blue Springs, Independence, where they're like, go to the Independence location. Oh, yeah. No one's ever there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Replace the name Boneless Wings with the name Saucy Nugs. I'll get on board with that. I'll get on board with that. Oregon did score a field goal. That game now 10-3. That is the out-of-left field question. It was, if you could replace anything of its existence currently and replace it with what, what would it be? 913-586-7610 for Nathan. I'm Dusty. This is 610 Sports Radio, and this program that we do is called After Hours. We're back on the other side. Washington scores again, now 17-13, in complete control of this game so far in the first half. KU up 13-5 on UConn early in that game as there is some good sports being played tonight. Um, Seems fun, right? Nice little night, a random Friday night where you're like, what are we going to do? What are we going to watch? Well, you can watch watch KU on one channel. You can flip over to the Pac-12 championship on the other channel as the Huskies leading that game uh, pretty comfortably right now, 17 to three. Jayhawks leading 16 to five. Timeout, UConn, uh, quickly as uh, it is. Uh, it, it looks like it is loud and proud at the fog tonight. I can tell you that much. Uh, looks like the looks like the the kids came out to play. I saw they were. I think there was a a news package the other night where kids were camping out on Monday for that game. Uh, so it should be an interesting one. I don't know if anybody packs up uh, for Lambos. There's a big game on Sunday night in Green Bay. Um, want to play you earlier. What we did, uh, on the show was Trey Wingo, who was on the show earlier, um, or not on the show, not on this show. He was on the drive earlier this week. He had this to say about how Mahomes is, well, he's the anomaly of anomalies. Look, this guy is the outlier of outliers. Okay. It's the Gale Sayers for me. 
if he never plays again, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. So the question just becomes how high on the, on the list of the greatest all time is he going to be? Um, just for perspective on that 15 and 11, I'm, again, I'm not a believer that wins are a quarterback stat, but obviously wins and quarterbacks help you win games. So that 15 and 11 is about a 580 winning percentage, right? Like you said, same thing as Kurt Warner in his career. The next best winning percentage for the team with that quarterback in that situation is Tim Tebow at four and six, at five and six, at 455. The next best is Otto Graham in the, the low 400s at seven, 10, and one. And then the greatest quarterback of all time, to a lot of people, is Tom Brady. His team's winning percentage in those situations is 370. Okay. This is the outlier of outliers in Patrick Mahomes. And one of the most remarkable things about Mahomes this year, he's on pace to set his best ever completion percentage in his career in the same year where his team leads the league and drops at wide receivers. He ain't the problem. He'll never be the problem. Trey Wingo kind of giving you a little bit of a, what do you want to call it, a fanboy experience of Patrick Mahomes. And then the other thing that we talked about earlier in the previous weeks, what I didn't think any team had beaten the Chiefs except the Chiefs, right? Uh, Denver forced five turnovers, um, three fumbles, two interceptions. You lose to the Lions, a, a drop pass that leads to a pick six. You lose by one. Your defense gives up 14 points. You look at the Philadelphia game, a drop pass by MVS. He catches that. We got a different narrative moving forward about Philadelphia and Kansas City. And Trey Wingo kind of piggybacks on that same sort of narrative that I had. Well, listen, I think they are what they are at this point. Uh, you, know, you know, unless, you know, it, look, they're, they're three drops away from potentially being undefeated, right? If Kadarius Tony doesn't have that one bounce off his hands for a pick six and the season opener against the Lions, they win that game. Uh, Marcos Valdez-Scantling catches that ball on Monday night. They win that game. If Sky Moore pulls in that touchdown against the Broncos, they potentially win that game. So they have the potential to do whatever they want. They also have the potential to come up short in big moments. Uh, but they did score 17 second-half points Sunday against the Raiders. Those were their first second-half points since October 22nd when they scored a touchdown against the Chargers in that game at Arrowhead where Mahomes just carved them up in the first half. They have the potential – to be exactly what they need to be. They just need to play mistake-free. Uh, in years past, they didn't have to play mistake-free to be the best team in football. This year, they have to play mistake-free. You go look at the games they've lost. They've had penalties, critical turnovers. I mean, look at Monday night. Not only did Patrick throw a bad interception to Kevin Bayard in the end zone, but in the second half, when they were driving, Travis Kelsey coughed up the ball inside the 20. If they don't have those turnovers, they probably win. And it's not, a, it's not denigrating the Eagles or anybody else, but I've said this for years. The only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs. Sunday night seems like a very interesting game for the Kansas City Chiefs on different levels. And I say this because I mean this when I say it. Green Bay is nowhere near the sort of team that the Kansas City Chiefs are. I'm not trying to get you confused by that whatsoever. But... This is a game in which you have a Green Bay team that's starting to believe in themselves from a standpoint of maybe we finally put some together, get it polished this year, come back next year and be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC North. The Kansas City Chiefs, on the other hand, are a team that is 100% also starting to believe themselves because they think that maybe they have this offensive system that is working. They have a defense that nobody has any sort of disbelief in, and everybody knows that this defense is exactly what they are. They're a top three unit in the NFL, and it also makes me believe 
that maybe this is one of those games where we start to see Patrick Mahomes take that leap of faith, take that step forward where it's like, okay, once again, why do we do this every year? Why do we think someone else has been the better quarterback? You can see the numbers on X or Twitter, wherever they might be, pro football focus. So-and-so has been the best quarterback. Remember how hot Tua was? I don't know if I've been under a rock or I've been in with rose-colored glasses or biased takes, but I haven't seen a lot of Tua talk in the last couple of weeks or the last month of football. It's been C.J. Stroud. Right? You look at C.J. Stroud, lost a heartbreaker over the past, what, couple weeks, lost to, uh, what was it? They lost to, uh, they just lost to Jacksonville last week. They're now third place in their division. We pumped the brakes in the realization of C.J. Stroud, which was never a guy who you might think is, well, this guy can compete with Mahomes. Josh Allen, we know what his record's been all year. We know whatever his narrative has been the entire year of Josh Allen has been. He can't stop turning the ball over. He can't stop putting his team in bad situations. It seems that maybe the 13-second game has kind of haunted him and moving forward with his career. The other thing about Patrick Mahomes in this game against Green Bay is it's under the lights. Lamar Jackson, another MVP favorite, is on the is on a bye, so he won't be playing more focused towards Patrick Mahomes. Not only that, um, prime time. Mahomes shines in prime time. All the focus is there with Mahomes in prime time with this Green Bay game. And also you throw the story on it's his first game at Lambeau. I know that doesn't mean anything when it comes to MVP ratings, but you also look at what the situation is. The three front runners, I give you this. Jalen Hurts is the favorite. Patrick Mahomes, the second favorite. Lamar Jackson, the third. If Jalen Hurts goes out and has a bad game against San Francisco, he moves down. If Patrick Mahomes has a badass game against Green Bay, he skyrockets up. Lamar Jackson on a bye as a third one gets more and more separation away from who is Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts, the two front runners, because they'll give a little padded stat to Jalen Hurts to say, well, he lost to San Fran, but it's at home. If he's the MVP candidate right now, the number one spot, why are they underdogs to Brock Purdy? There's a lot of confusion in that. But again, this is one of those games where I think maybe, just maybe, you see Mahomes kind of separate himself if he does have, in fact, one of those games that they had last week against the Vegas Raiders where everything seemed to kind of click and get back to the normal flow of offense that we've seen these Chiefs players use in years past. I want to talk a little bit more about this defense and what Jordan Love is going up against because he hasn't gone up against anything like this, and that's why I think I can solidify myself in my belief that the Chiefs and the minus six spread is a comfortable bet to make. I'll explain why, because of what there is on the defensive side for the Kansas City Chiefs on 610 Sports Trader. Listen after hours. Back here in after hours, zooming by on this Friday night. We'll wrap up at 9 o'clock, and then we will get you set up Sunday with Fantasy Football Sunday at 9 a.m., and then we will do after hours from 10 to noon. Myself and Quentin will be in the house on a Sunday for you. Jayhawks up 23-18, 9.45 left in that game at Allen Fieldhouse against UConn, number five, number four in a matchup there. From what I'm seeing on Twitter and what I gather from a lot of people's opinions is that the fog looks like it's back to its original uh, loud, crazy, euphoric atmosphere best it's look from what I've heard or seen on Twitter since the COVID era began and pre COVID. This is what Allen Fieldhouse used to look like. The jerseys are nice too. They got those nice little throwback Kansas jerseys on other side of it in the PAC 12 championship game, Washington up 17 to three, that game being played in Vegas. And it looks like Oregon is completely stunned. And it also looks like Michael Phoenix jr. Or Michael Penix jr. 
is dealing. He is. They are on the uh, about to enter the red zone. Ugh. If they go up twenty-four to three, is that game over? I. I, I mean, Oregon 12, can score man, quick, right? Twelve. I. Or are we just gonna go twenty-four to three, and then it's just gonna be buckle up? We're gonna have one of these like epic sort of like championship games that we always get in conference championship games. Sure, it'd be one of those two, okay. right? It'd, it'd be either the the greatest comeback of the year or. or I hope, man. I want to have some late-night football and some late-night basketball to tune into going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but Michael Penix Jr., according to Drew Nixon, the uh, producer of the 10 to 2 show, is absolutely dealing. Uh, but again, KU up 10 early, Washington up 14, uh, with about a minute 40 left in the first half. I want to talk a little bit about this defense. And I've talked about this defense a lot this year. Um, but in my opinion... This defense is at a point where not only do we know from a local standpoint what this defense can do, what it can bring to the field, but what it can do to other quarterbacks that haven't quite faced a defense like this. Pete Sweeney said on Arrowhead Pride Radio on Wednesday night that this defense and this defensive line is where it starts, right? They pressure quarterbacks. And everything that this defense does counteracts every sort of level that this defense has. The defensive line is able to cause pressure to the quarterbacks, which makes them, you know, sporadically change what they want to do, right? They they throw it quick. Oh, well, there's a linebacker like Willie Gay who's quick or a guy like Leo Chennault who's quick that can move outside and make things, you know, end quickly. The quick speed of those linebackers. The other thing about these this the level of the defense that moves forward is you look at the secondary and McDuffie and Sneed, right? They get a little bit of an advantage with the pressure that Karloftis, Mike Dana, Omenahue, Chris Jones, that they anchor up front. And it's it's like every single level plays on the back of every other level, right? The pressure up front lets the linebackers kind of be a little bit more of a gambler's mentality. They can go outside. They can, they can, you know, maybe cheat a little bit more because they know the quarterback's going to, you know, reveal his, his card a little bit earlier than maybe most would. Right. And you heard the Trey, the Trey Wingo quote earlier that he said his entire career. All right. That no team has beaten the chiefs other than the chiefs themselves, 20 to three, the score Washington over Oregon. They held him to a field goal. Oregon really needs to put points on the board before the half ends to kind of make this thing a little bit more interesting. But when you look at the second level of this defense, the linebacking core, the Willie Gay, the Leo Chennault, the Drew Tranquil, who leads the team in tackles, and a Nick Bolton who came back to practice with a giant club on his arm, you'd think he'll be back for that Buffalo game, or I'm sorry, that New England game as a ramp-up game for when they do play Buffalo in two in three weeks. But those linebackers take away the middle of the field, which lets the defenders in the secondary kind of cheat as well. And as great as those corners have been at lockdown and shutting receivers out, those safeties then can play can play center field and sort of ball hawk out there. The Justin Reeds, the um, the Brian Cooks of the world out there in that defense. And when you put a guy like Jordan Love in a situation where you now have to think, okay, we haven't really played a defense quite like this. You played the Chargers, you played the Lions, you played the Rams, you played all these other teams. You've yet to play a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. And what this defense does is it swarms. And I think for the first time under Steve Spagnuolo on this defensive staff and the coordinator for this Chiefs team, he's finally got exactly what he wants and can use it how he wants to use it, 
right? You can do different disguises and blitzes. You see McDuffie be the all-world corner that he is, and I think McDuffie is a top-five corner in the league, right? I don't know who I would honestly pick. You can call me biased, I guess, but if you were to say you can have Sauce Gardner or Trent McDuffie, I would think about it. You can have Patrick Sertan Jr. or Trent McDuffie. I would think about it. I wouldn't, obviously, a homer or a biased opinion would be like, oh, McDuffie, McDuffie, McDuffie. Age, age, age. Well, he's the same age as Sauce Gardner, right? They both came out in the same class. One came out of Cincinnati. The other one came out of Washington. And that's what's great about this is that you're going to see a quarterback in Jordan Love, who's not Jalen Hurts, who's not Russell Wilson, who's not Justin Herbert, who's now going to see this defense for the first time. And to me, this game kind of see from the future, if I could give it to that, I see turnovers being caused. I see Green Bay taking a hiccup and doing the whole deep breath of, okay, we have not seen a defense like this before. And I think it's not just Green Bay that has that opinion. I think it's also, you look at the other side of it, I think it's other teams as well. Like, good luck playing that Chiefs defense. Like, I would love to get an open mic around the league of teams of offenses that have played this Chiefs defense. And I know it's been, you know, Jalen Hurts, good quarterback. Kirk Cousins at the time played against him, good quarterback. You see these teams play the Chiefs and they make mistakes that they don't make. And now you play a guy that's less superior than all those other names mentioned in Jordan Love. And it seems like a bad sort of mixture of chemistry when you put this defense that is quick, ferocious, tenacious, aggressive as all hell against a quarterback that has started to believe, oh, I figured things out. Just you wait. You're about to play a top unit in the NFL. Yeah, I you hit the nail on the head there. I don't think it's an indictment of Jordan Love to say these things. I actually am pleasantly surprised with with what Jordan Love has done recently. And by the way, the Packers' final five games of the year are Carolina, Tampa, Minnesota, uh, Chicago, and the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. The, their season's not over, no. even if they fall to five and seven. Right. Uh, but the Chiefs, I mean, they've, they've, they've surrendered the fewest points in the league besides the 49ers. Yeah. The third fewest points per game outside of the Niners and the Ravens. Mm-hmm. It's legit. And I don't think... The, the Spagsian six, seven guys at the line. You can't tell where the pressure's coming from. I don't like Jordan Love's odds against that Sunday night at this point no. in his career. And the Chiefs are six-point favorites on the road in Lambeau. Mahomes' first time there. Potential uh, snowy little game there in Lambeau. You'll be there. I'll be uh, there. Dress accordingly. It's um, it's uh, 33 with a 20% chance of snow on the forecast right now at kick. I'm go. praying it snows, man. That's always fun. Snow games are always better. That K-State game last week against Iowa State was awesome to watch just because it was just piles of snow everywhere. Um, So we talk about the top units in the NFL. Would you take Miami's offense or the Chiefs' defense? I'm going to sound like a homer. I mean, Miami has cooled off. Yeah. Would you take San Francisco's offense or the Chiefs' defense? Because I think those are the top three units in football right now. Yeah, I think the top three units in football are Miami's offense, San Francisco's offense, and Kansas City's defense. I might take Kyle Shanahan over any other leader of those units. Mm-hmm. I think if we were in a situation where he was going head-to-head with Steve Spagnolo, I would favor Kyle Shanahan. As far as the personnel on the field. We've seen I, that. We have. We have. Um, but I, I, no, I can't definitively say I would take any unit in the league over Kansas City's defense. It is, it is substantially better than a lot of other units in the league. And I know Miami's put seventy on the on the board before. I know that you know San Fran has playmakers on every single side of the offense. There, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much belief I have yet in Brock Purdy. I, I, I want to say he's manageable. 
of a quarterback. I think he's he's proven it enough. He's basically played a full season to this point. So I believe that Brock Purdy can can be the guy with that system that they have. I mean, you look at Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey, like that's insane. But you look at Carl Loftus, who leads this team in sacks, Chris Jones, uh, who's an all-world defensive player, Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, both could be all-pro cornerbacks. Like, it's kind of like a pick-your-poison, like where you want to go. Like, you know, that's why I think this team is so well-balanced if this three-headed monster that they have developed in Rice, Pacheco, and, and Travis Kelsey, anchored by Patrick Mahomes. If you have that sort of defense that piggybacks on that sort of offense that is a top five or a top 10 offense. I mean, it's tough. Cause I mean, you put that defensive unit on any other team, you're in games. This defense is only giving up 16 points a game and you could take nine points away from their resume. And it could be a whole different story of where that team ranks with points allowed 16, take away nine. They're averaging probably 14 and a half points a game. That's insane. The corners. I mean, the cornerback duo is legitimately by far and away the best in the NFL. It's not close. I've seen, and it's why I'm not going to sit here and take San Francisco or Miami's offense over them. I've seen them take Tyreek Hill out of the game. I've seen them slow down Justin Jefferson. I saw them eliminate A.J. Brown. I, I don't think there's much left out there for the defense to do to prove what they are. I, I mean, it comes down to execution in January, uh, right. but I, I, there's nothing left to see out of this Chiefs defense. They are bona fide. They are, they are an elite defense. Um. Washington gives up a touchdown late. We got a 20 to 10 score going into halftime. There's nine seconds left. Let's be real. 20 to 10, Washington and Oregon, KU 30, UConn 19. We'll get into my final thoughts as we will move forward into the eight o'clock hour, ending the show at nine. This is 610 Sports Trading. You're listening to After Hours. First half numbers, Bo Nix, 12 of 19, 117, one touchdown. Michael Penix Jr., much better uh, on the other side uh, when it comes to this college football playoff weekend or conference championship weekend. 20 to 10, Washington over Oregon. Oregon with a big-time touchdown late in that game. KU handling business against UConn at the Fog um, so far tonight. So uh, thanks to Jay Binkley for joining us earlier tonight. If you missed it, you can go download the Odyssey podcast or the Odyssey app. You can go to the After Hours podcast. I know Nathan will have everything up and loaded. He's good at what he does, so trust that it'll be there. Uh, Let's say you're traveling. Let's say you're going somewhere and you need some time to kill. You can go download this show, pop it in your ears. You'll understand when you hear the words, and you'll be like, oh, I didn't know that about this defense, or I didn't know that about what Travis Kelsey had to say, or maybe you missed my final thoughts because my final thoughts revolve around one man and one man only. Next on the tee from Jupiter, Florida, he is a five-time Hero World Challenge champion, founder of TGR Foundation, and our tournament host. Please welcome Tiger Woods. Now watch this drive. That's right. Not only that, you can hear it. Just that sound. That was a 326-yard drive, his first tee shot of the tournament. Just... I will tell you this. I am so happy every time Tiger Woods comes back. Now, every time we see Tiger in a tournament, we all have to ask ourselves, oh boy, when does the injury happen? And Tiger Woods has said that he is going to try and play at least four to six tournaments this year, which would equivalent to about one tournament per month 
And then you can kind of think about it. Okay, let's see here. And, you know, today he started off hot. He was three under on the front nine and got himself to one under. Finished with the 70. I believe he shot 75 yesterday. Made the cut. He's in the weekend. Spieth and I forget who else lead at the top of the Hero Challenge. But it was great to see the big cat back in action, right? Golf is just that much better when Eldrick, Tiger Woods, is the focus of attention. It's interesting to see that he's obviously gotten older throughout time. He still looks big as a brick. You know what house. Uh, Looks massive. He's still hitting the ball 326, 330 yards. Some guys dream of getting it that far. And we're starting to see that maybe this is the Tiger Woods of the future. This is what Tiger Woods is going to be. I don't need to see... Tiger Woods every other weekend. I don't need to see Tiger Woods every third weekend. If it's the Masters, the U.S. Open, the Open, the PGA Championship, the Arnold Palmer Tournament, you know, whatever it may be, that's where we need to see Tiger, right? Just stay competitive while you can. Use your body for as much as your body is going to allow you to use it. Because when you get Tiger Woods and these sounds back, God, oh, that's a sound. I'll never hear that sound in my life. And I swing a golf club many, many times in the golf season. But I'll never have this. Just insane. And I thought the thing that was great is that multiple pros on the tour were talking about when they got to the driving range at the Hero uh, Challenge that it's one of those things. I don't know if you, how many times you've seen the movie uh, Happy Gilmore. But when he's doing his, all right, next guy wants to outbeat the long ball whacker guy and everybody turns over and sees how far the ball is going the sound of the ball that's what tiger woods does to grown-ass men that have won millions of dollars in multiple tournaments when he approaches the driving range just like when tiger woods is announcing that he's going to play in a tournament all my focus goes to the big cat all my focus is there tiger woods one of my favorite athletes of all time and it's great to see him back i don't know how the text line feels I don't know how you all feel. I know golf, some people think, is boring. But I have to disagree. When Tiger Woods is there, it's different. I also think it's funny when people haven't seen Tiger Woods in a really long time, and they'll be like, man, he looks old. Well, that man's had a, that man's had a tough life. That man's been through a lot. That man almost died in a car wreck. That man was chased by an ex, and when she found out everything was going on. Somebody from the text line from the 253, if the Pac-12 championship was played at Washington, it would be a ground and pound game. It's raining buckets here in Vegas. Good. More action is nice. More action is great. I want to thank Jay Binkley for coming on the show tonight. I want to set you up for Sunday. I'll probably try to have Josh Klingler join the show as he'll be in Green Bay, Wisconsin, to give us kind of a live look, kind of set the, set the scene up for a game that starts at 720. Maybe we can wake him up a little bit early as that team will depart on Saturday for Wisconsin. I want to end the show with this, maybe get a little sentimental. I apologize for those of you that, you know, might not uh, see it this way. Uh, today marks three years since I lost my mother. Uh, very tough day for me, a very a very uh, a hard one for me to do, but uh, I know that uh, at the end of the day, if I were to take the night off and sob about it, it would piss her off. And I know every single night that I sign off on these shows, I tell you to do the same thing, to go be nice to people. 
I appreciate the text messages that came in, people that saw the Facebook status, people that saw the Instagram story. I appreciate all your love and support. It is tough losing a parent. I've, that's the first one I lost. I've never lost one since or before, and it was one of the toughest days of my life. My only advice to you tonight for anybody out there that's listening or is hearing the show, if you're able or capable of doing it, give your mother a phone call tonight. Call her up. I don't care how old she is. I don't care how young she is. Call your mother. Just call her and tell her you love her. If she doesn't answer, leave her a damn voicemail and text her and say, hey, call me back. It's important. I'll bet she does. I do anything in the world to hear my mother's voice again. I promise you that. I guarantee you that. You might have an argument with her right now. I can tell you this right now, world. It ain't worth it. You might be mad that something happened on Thanksgiving. You might be mad at something where the, the situation on Christmas isn't the right way it's going. Maybe the family doesn't agree. Just call her. Tell her you love her. Tell her hi. Tell her you're sorry. Tell her you're thankful for her being your mother because I'd do anything to hear that voice again. I really would. Moms are important. Moms are the what makes this world turn. Without them, we aren't here. Without them, we don't belong anywhere in this world. I know you might not have the ability to do so, and if you can't, send out a prayer. They're probably proud of you. I do everything in my mother's will to try to make her proud, to make her feel that what I've done is what she's accepted. She's my number one fan. She always was. Every day is a challenge. But I know that if I don't do this, I've pissed her off. And there's one thing we all know, everyone, you don't piss off a mom. Nathan, thank you for allowing me to do that. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your help. Jay Binkley, thanks for coming on the show. I'll talk to you Sunday at 9 a.m. Go call your mom. Text your mother. Tell them you love her. Do it for me. And also, go do nice things. You could change someone's day, month, week, year. You never know. It's cool to care. It's cool to be nice. Kansas City, have a great night. I love you all. We'll talk to you on Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your sports night of KU, Wisconsin, and Oregon. I'm signing off. Good night, Kansas City.